to Spence, the Hitchhiker, September 02, 1942. Adams, I'm in an auto camp on Route 66, just west of Gallup, New Mexico. I tell it's perhaps it will help me. Keep me from going going crazy. I tell this quickly. I'm not crazy now. I feel perfectly well except a running slight temperature. My name is Ronald Adams. I'm thirty six years of age. I'm married. Tall, dark with black moustache. I drive a 1940 Buick. License number 6Y175189. The born in Brooklyn. All this I know. I know that I am at this moment perfectly sane. It's not me going mad. Everything, something else, something utterly beyond my control. I've got to speak quickly. Any minute the link may break. This may be the last thing. I ever tell on earth, the last night I ever see the stars. Six days ago, I left Brooklyn to drive to California. Miss Adams. Goodbye, son. Good luck to you, my boy. Adams. Goodbye, mother. Here, give me a kiss, then I'll go. Miss Adams, I'll come out with you to the car. Adams, oh no, it's raining. Stay here at the door. Miss Adams stifles a stop. Adams, hey, what, what's this, tears? I thought you promised me you wouldn't cry. He says, oh, don't, I know, dear. I'm sorry, I don't, do not hate, I do hate to see you go. Adams, <laughs> mother, I'll be back. I'll be on the coast three months. He says, oh, isn't that, it's just this the trick, Ronald. I wish you weren't driving. Adams, oh, mother. There you go again. People do it every day. Miss Adams, I know that you'll be careful, won't you? Promise me you'll be extra careful. Don't fall asleep or drive fast or pick up any strangers on the road. Adams, gosh, you think you're still you're still 17? Here you talk. Miss Adams, wire me as soon as you got to Hollywood. Adams, of course. Miss Adams, won't you, son? Adams, of course I will. Don't you worry. There's something, isn't anything going to happen? Just eight days of perfectly simple driving on smooth, decent, civilized roads. The hot dogs, a hamburger stand every 10 miles. Adams, I was in fine spirits. The drive ahead of me, even alone, seemed like a lark. But I reckoned about him crossing Brooklyn Bridge that morning at the rain. I saw a man. Leaning against the cables, he seemed to be waiting for a lift. There were spots of fresh rain on his shoulders. He was carrying a cheap overnight bag in one hand. His thin, nondescript, the cap pulled down over his eyes. I would have forgotten him completely, except that just an hour later, while crossing the Patsky Skyway over the Jersey Flat, I saw him again. At least he looked like the same person. He's standing now. With one thumb pointing west, I couldn't figure out how he got them. I thought probably one of those fast trucks had picked him up, beat me to the skyway and let him off. I didn't stop for him. Then late that night, I saw him again. He was on the new Pennsylvania time pipe, being 
Harrisburg and Pittsburgh. It's 265 miles long, being a very high speed limit. I was going, just slowing down for one of the tunnels. I saw him standing under an arc, light by the side of the road. You could see him quite distinctly, a bag, a cap. Even spots of fresh rain splattered over his shoulders. He hallooed. Hollowed to me this time. Hiker. Hello, hello. Adams, I stepped up to the gas. Like a sh- on the gas like a shark. Adams, it's lonely country for the Everest Gennies. Had no intention of stopping besides. Coincidence or whatever it was gave me the willies. I stopped at the next gas station. Car, engine slows, brakes to stop, flight poles honk twice, door opens, attendant. Yes, sir? And uh, fill them up. Attendant, certainly, sir. Check your oil, sir? And no thanks. Car pump, gas pump. Attendant, nice night, isn't it? Adams, yes. Haven't been raining here recently, has it? Attendant, uh, uh, not a drop of rain all week. Adams, oh, I suppose you haven't done your business any harm. Tenant, oh, people drive through here, all kinds of weather. Mostly business, mainly business. You know, ain't many pleasure cars out on the time like this to see them. Of the road, yeah. And suppose that. What, uh, what about hitchhikers? Tenant, <laughs> hitchhikers here? Adams, doesn't matter. Don't you get, ever see any? Tenant, not much if we did. Be a sight for sore eyes. Adams, why? Gus poked out. Adams, uh, a guy be a fool started it at hitchhike. Rides on this road. Look at it. Adams, then, never seen anybody? Attendant. No, maybe they get the lift before the time boat starts. Mean, you know, they're for the toll house. But it'd be a mighty long ride. Most cars wouldn't want to pick up a guy for that long a ride. You know, this is pretty lonesome country here. Rouse in the woods. You ain't seen no anybody like that, have you? As oh no, no, not not at all. It was just um technical question. I don't know, I see. Well then, it was just a dollar forty nine the tax. Adams the thing gradually flee gradually passed through my mind. A sheer coincidence. I had a good night's sleep in Pittsburgh. I didn't think about the man till next day, till just outside of Zanesville. I saw him again. Adams is a bright, sunshiny afternoon. Peaceful, I fields, brown with a certain stubble, lay dreaming in a golden light, a driving slowly, drinking it in, when the road suddenly ended in doom time. In front of the carrier, he was standing. Car engine. Adams, let me explain about his appearance before I go on. I repeat, there's nothing sinister about him. He is in drab as a fed mud fence. Nor is it actually menacing. He merely stood there, waiting, almost drooping a little. A cheap overnight bag in his hand. It looked as though he'd been waiting there for hours. He looked up, held me, he started to walk forward. Hitcher. Hello, hello. Co-engine turns over. They won't start. Hitcher. Hello. Adams. Uh, no, no, just now. 
What n- just now? Sorry. Petra, going to California? Co-engine starts, Adams. No, not today. That way, going to New York, sorry. Car drives off, tired squealing. Adams, after I got the car back on the road again, felt like a fool. It thought of not picking them up. Having him sit beside me was somehow unbearable. At the same time I felt, more than ever, unspeakably alone. Hour after hour I went by, the fields, the towns ticked off one by one. The light had changed. I knew now that I was going to see him again. And though I dreaded the sight, I caught myself searching the side of the road, waiting for him to appear. Car honks, engine slows to idle. Hong honks, door opens. Shorekeeper. Yeah, what is it? What do you want? Adam, do you sell sandwiches and pop here, don't you? Shorekeeper, yeah. We're doing the daytime. We're closed up now for the night. Adams, I know. I'd wonder if they could possibly let me have a cup of coffee, black coffee. Shorekeeper, no, this is not this time of night. Mister, my wife's a cook. She's in bed. Door starts to close. Adam, no. Don't shut the door. Please listen. Just a minute ago, just a minute ago, there was this man standing here, right beside the stand. Suspicious-looking man. Don't mean to disturb you. You see, I was driving along when I just happened. Look, and there he was. Doggy, what was he doing? Adam's, well, nothing. Storekeeper, then you've taken a nip. Nip, that's what you've been doing. Now on your way, before I call out of Sheriff Oaks. Conjuring resumes on the highway. Adams got in the car again and drove on slowly. Beginning to hate this car. If I could found found a place to stop, I rested all. Is on the great Oaksick Mountains of Missouri. Now the few result places there were closed, only an occasional log cabin, seemingly deserted. That's all that broke the monotony the wild weather landscape. I had seen him at the roadside. Stand. I knew I'd see him again. Maybe an external road. I knew that when I saw him next, I could run I would run him down. God speeds down highway, Adams. Didn't see him again. I see him in the, see him until late next afternoon. Railway crossing. Warning bell rings. Car engine slows to stop. Adams, I stopped the car to sleepy little junction just across the border into Oklahoma to get the, let the train pass by. They appeared across the tracks, leaning against the telephone pole. Pleasant whistle, train whistle. A perfectly light, airless, dry day. The red clay of Oklahoma was baking under the southwestern sun. Yet there was some spots of fresh rain in his shoulder. I couldn't stand that. Without too thinking blindly, I saw the engine car across the tracks. Car engine revs. He, Adams, he didn't even look up at me. He's staring at the ground. I stepped on my gas hard, veering the wheel sharply towards him. I could feel the train on the distance now. But I didn't care then. A car engine dies. Something went wrong with the car. It stalled right on the tracks. Train whistle and bell. Adam, the train was coming closer. Could only hear the bell ringing. The cry of its whistle. Still he stood there. But now I knew he was beckoning, beckoning me to my death. Train was closer. Car engine starts abruptly. 
car put in gear, racks up as train passes. And well, I frustrated him that time. The stars had worked at last. I managed to back up. When the car passed, he was gone. I was all alone in a hot, dry afternoon. Train noise fades away. Gentle transition announced. Adams, and after that, I knew I had to do something. Cars speed down highway. Adams, I don't know who was this, this man was or what he wanted from, from me. I knew that from now on, I mustn't let myself, let myself alone on the road for one minute. Corridor slow to idle car brakes. Adams, oh, hello there. Corridor opens Adams. Like a right woman. Well, what do you think? How far are you going? Adams, where, where do you want to go? A woman in Marindo, Texas. Adams, I'll drive you there. Woman, gee. She climbs in, door, car door shuts, car drives off. Woman, you mind if I take my shoe off my shoe? The dogs are killing me. Adams, go right ahead. Woman, oh, what a break this is. Adams, hitchhike much? Woman, sure, only for tough sometimes. There's great open spaces to get the brakes. Adams, yeah, I should think it would be. Though I bet you get a good pickup. In a fast car, if you did, you'd get places faster then. Say, another person in another car, couldn't you? Woman, I don't. Didn't get, don't get you. Adams, well, take me for instance. Well, kind of as I'm driving across the country, so a nice slowly clip at 45 miles an hour. Well, couldn't a girl like you, standing beside the road waiting for a lift, beat me to town, any town, provided she got picked up every time in a car going from 65 to 70 miles an hour? Woman, well, I, I don't know. What difference does it make? Adams, oh no, it's no difference. It's just a crazy idea. Sitting in here, I had sitting here in the car. Woman, oh ho, imagine spending the time spell car thinking of things like that. And what happened? What would you do instead? Woman, well, what would I do? If I was a good looking fellow like yourself, why I just enjoy myself every minute of time. Sit back and relax. And if I took saw a good looking girl along my side of the road, hey, look out. Car swerves, tires squeal. Car continues down the road. Adams, did you see him too? Woman, see who? Adams, that man standing beside the barbed wire fire fence. Woman, I didn't see anybody. Oh, there's nothing but a bunch of cows by a fence. Adams, no. Woman, what do you think you're doing? Trying to run into the fire fired fence? Adams, there's a man there. I tell you, a thin, grey man with an overnight bag in his hand. I'm trying to run him down. Well, run him down? You mean kill him? Adams, you say you didn't see him back there. You sure? Woman, well, I didn't see a soul. As far as that, that, as that's concerned. And watch for him. Next time, keep watching. Keep your eyes peeled on the road. If you turn up, if you turn up again, maybe any minute now. There, look there. Woman screams. Tires squilling, the car swerves off road and clatters to a stop. Woman pulls herself helplessly at the car door. Woman panics. How does that door work? I'm getting out of here. Adams, did you see him that time? Well, no, I didn't see him that time. Percy, mister, I don't expect never to see him. All I want to do is go on living. 
Don't see how I'm ever will ever long ever very long driving with you. Cows move. Adams, I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't know what came over me. Please don't go. Well and so if you excuse me. Adams, you could go go. Listen. How would you like to go to California? We'll drive you to California. Well and seeing pink elephants all the way? No thanks. Uh uh-huh, thanks for just the same. Adams, listen, please, just one minute, please. Woman, you know what I think you need, big boy? Not a girlfriend, but just a good idea. Sleep. Adam, please. She opens the car door. Woman, there. Oh, got it, got it now. Adams, now he can't go, please. Woman, leave your hands, leave your hands off of me. Do you hear? Leave your hands off of me. She jumps out the car, runs off. Cows continue to move. Adam, she ran for me, as though I was a monster. A few minutes later, I saw a posse truck pick her up. I knew that I was utterly alone. I was in the heart of the great Texas prairies. I was not come on the road after the truck went by, trying to figure out what to do, how to get hold of myself. For kind of place to rest, even if I could sleep right here, car for a few hours, along the right side of the road. I was getting my winter overcoat out to the seat. Use a blanket. When I saw him coming toward me, emerging from the herd, a moving steer. I go, hello. Cogin starts car, speeds off. I go, hello. Adams, maybe I should have spoken to him then. Or find out then and there. But now he began to be everywhere. Whenever I stopped, even for a moment, for gas, for oil, for a drink, for pop of a cup of coffee sandwich, he was there. I saw him standing outside the auto camp in Amberindo that night when I dared to slow down. He's sitting near the drinking fountain, but it was a camping spot just inside the border of New Mexico. He's waiting for me outside Navajo Reservation where I stopped to check my tyres. I saw him in a quinsky. I brought 20 gallons of gas. I was, I was afraid to stop there. Began to drive faster and faster. I was in a lunar landscape now, the great arid range of council, New Mexico. We drove through it with indifference, a flying caller of a fly calling over the face of the moon. Now he didn't even wait for me to stop, unless I drove at eight, unless I drove at eighty-five miles an hour over those endless, over those endless roads. He waited for me. Every other mile, I see his figure, shadowless, flattering before me, still in the same attitude, over the cold, lifeless ground, leading over dried up rivers, over broken stones, crossed up with old, lacy upheavals, flittering in the pure, cloudless air. I beside myself. I finally reached Goliath, New Mexico, this morning. It's all to camp there here. Cold, almost deserted, this time of year. Car engine shut off, Adams. I went inside and asked, is a telephone? A feeling that I only could speak to someone familiar, someone I love, called myself together. Phone, poof, car door. Car engine deposited paper. Operator, your call please. Adams, long distance. Operator one, long distance certainly. 
down buzz. I've read too. This is long distance. Adams, I like I like to put in a call to my home, Brooklyn. York, I imagine Brooklyn Adams. The number is Beechwood two oh eight two eight. I've read two, certainly. I'll try to get it for you now. Sound ringing. Being that I've read three, I've read two. New York for Gallagher. Cover beeps, line is closed open. I've read four, New York. I've read three, Gallagher, New Mexico. Calling Beechwood. Two oh eight two eight. Adams, I read somewhere. A love could banish demons. It was the middle of the morning. I knew Mama would be home. I pictured a tall, white head, a crisp mouth dress. A long brain about a task. It'd be enough, I thought, just to hear the even calmness of her voice. All right, everyone, will you please deposit three dollars eighty cents for the first three minutes? When you deposit a dollar and a half, we wait until I have collected your money. Six quarters to put it in the phone, coin drop. Brain, all right, deposit another dollar and a half. Six quarters to put it in the phone, coin drop. All right, will you please deposit a ring in 85 cents? Three quarters and a dime to put it in the phone, coin drop. All right, ready for Brooklyn. Go ahead, please. Adams, hello, Miss Whitney. Oh, Mrs. Adams' residence. Adams, hello, hello, mother. Miss Whitney, this is Mrs. Adams' residence. Who is it you wish to speak to, please? Adams, what? Who is this? Mrs. Whitney, this is Mrs. Whitney. Adams, Mrs. Whitney? I don't know any Mrs. Whitney. This beach for 20828. Miss Whitney, yes. Adams, where's my mother? Where's Mrs. Adams? Miss Whitney, Miss Adams is not at home. You still don't know the hospital. Adams, the hospital? Miss Whitney, yes. Who is this calling her, please? Is a member of family? Adams, what's she in the hospital for? Mrs. Winnie, she's been prostituted. Prostrated for five days, nervous breakdown. But who is the calling? Adams, nervous breakdown? Well, my mother never was nervous. Whitney, it's all taken place since the death of her oldest son, Ronald. Adams, death of her? Death of her oldest son, Ronald? Hey, what is this? What number is this? Miss Whitney, this is Beechwood 20828. Been very sudden. He was killed just six days ago in Alderville, accident, Brooklyn Bridge. Been a very one. Abruptly, your three minutes is up, sir. Your three minutes is up, sir. Your three minutes is up, sir. Adams are there, so I'm sitting here, this is the deserted camp in Gallup, New Mexico, trying to think, trying to get hold of myself. Our wives are going to go crazy. Outside it's night, a vast, stillless night, New Mexico. A million stars are in the sky, ahead of me stretch a thousand miles, empty mesa, mountains, prairies, deserts. Somewhere among my long men is he's waiting for me. Somewhere I shall know who he is and who I am.